start. Feature one. Hey guys, my name's Claire. I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight. Okay, so before we get started, who can read those words on the screen? Power parables. Wow, you already know the theme that we're going to be talking about this term. And does anyone know what a parable is before we get before we jump in? If anyone has any thoughts, you can just say it right now. Okay, great. No one knows. That's really good. That's why I'm here. So. A parable is a story that Jesus told to us to communicate a powerful message or a truth. So who remembers what Pastor Josh um, preached about last week? Does anyone remember besides Pastor Josh? Yes? Uh, the the um, homeless man and the rich man. Yep. If you didn't hear that on the podcast, the homeless man and the rich man. And his message was called The Rich Fool. That is right. So tonight... <clears throat> We're going to be talking about another parable, surprising, crazy. So we're going to be talking about the Pharisee and the tax collector. So this parable highlights to us that there are two ways to pray. So we're going to see two very different people, two very different prayers and two extremely different outcomes. And it might even make you think tonight, which person am I more like? Who do I pray more similar to? Like, who am I more similar when I pray? Am I more like the tax collector or am I like the Pharisee? So before we get started, I'm just going to pray. So I encourage you to close your eyes and just allow God to um, remove all distractions. So God, we just thank you for um, this time that we get to dive into your word together. I thank you, Lord, that um, you want to use tonight to speak to us and to transform something in our hearts. And so God, I just pray right now for every distraction to be not a distraction anymore. I pray, God, that we can... um, Focus on you tonight and allow you to speak um, to us through your word, which we believe is alive and living. So God, I just pray that your voice is the loudest voice we can hear tonight um, as we share together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. So the parable we're going to be looking at tonight is called the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. So I'm going to read it out and it may even pop up on the screen. And it's found in Luke 18, verse 9 to 14. And it says, Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness, they, and they scorned everyone else. So it says, Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not like the other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers, and I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, "O God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you this, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who are humble themselves will be exalted. So firstly, we look at in verse 9, who is Jesus speaking to? Who? What's the situation? And it says... <clears throat> Jesus told this to a group of people who had trust in their own righteousness. And righteousness actually means to be in right standing with God. But they didn't have that. They they were saying, I'm going to justify my own actions. I just need to be self-righteous. I don't need to put my trust in God. And this group of people um, was... They would always obey the laws. They were being very religious and they were trying really, really hard. And they put more trust in themselves to achieve their own desires rather than putting their trust in God to, to be made right in Him. 
And we quickly learn that self-righteousness leads to pride and pride leads to lack of love for others. And this already challenges me. It makes me think, do I have characteristics in my life that are like these people that Jesus is talking to? It's a warning for us to not be like that. Not to be the ones who put their trust in their own righteousness righteousness and not trusting in God, but we have to put our trust in God and believe that he will make us righteous through him. And so we read this parable and we see that there's two people in this story. It says two men went to the temple to pray. One of them was a Pharisee. What is a Pharisee, you may be asking? It was a group of people who were at the very center of religious life. They lived strictly by obeying the law and they were kind of viewed as like a role model. They were well respected. They were upright, good and moral people. But funnily enough, Jesus often called out Pharisees for being so religious. He even called them hypocrites. I don't, I don't know, has anyone ever been called a hypocrite? Is it a bit offensive? Maybe like, how dare you say that? You're just that the same person as that. Jesus said... In Matthew 5 verse 20, if you're like the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Jesus had an issue with the Pharisees because of their attitude and because of their extreme religiousness and their self-righteousness. They were not very good examples. And then the other man who went to the temple to pray was a tax collector. And in this time, tax collectors were viewed as very sly, like kind of sleazy. They often took advantage of um, the position that they were in because of their own profit and that the people thought that tax collectors were just dishonest thieves and that they were immoral people. So they were like, you just, you're a thief. Like you're trying to take all my money because you're a tax collector collecting, collecting the taxes. And then they think you're stealing from me extra for your own profit anyway. And more specifically, I love that it says that this tax collector was um, despised. He was a despised tax collector. And that means that you're looked down upon. Um, and typically people wanted nothing to do with with these tax collectors, especially the Pharisees. They were viewed as the lowest of the low. No one wanted anything to do with them. And in those days, the Pharisees were really looked up upon and the tax collectors really looked down upon. So we've firstly seen that there's two very different people in this story. And we're about to see the two very different prayers that they prayed. So it says the Pharisee stood by himself and began to pray this prayer. And I'm assuming he would have prayed it out loud. He said, I thank you, God, that I'm not like those other people, the cheaters, sinners, and adulterers. And I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. Now, the start of this prayer actually looks a little bit promising because the Pharisee says, I thank you, God but then suddenly takes a really bad turn. And instead of focusing on who God is and what God has done, he, the Pharisee says, look how good I am, God, and he puts it on himself. He's praising himself. He's not thanking God genuinely. He is not giving God the honor or glory he deserves. Instead, he prays who he isn't, comparing himself to others. Thank you that I'm not like that sinner, like that cheater, like that stealer, like that adulterer. And he praises himself about what he's done. Hey, God, remember, I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. He's showing off and boasting before God. The Pharisee is praying in the wrong way, with the wrong intention, the wrong idea, and the completely wrong morals. And it's an example of someone who's confident in their own righteousness, who's self-seeking 
and self-righteous and looking down upon other people. The Pharisee wants to show God how good he is and not thank God for how good God is. And yes, I'll be honest, it's good not to steal, it's good not to cheat, it's good to fast and it's good to give. But God isn't always interested in that. He's more interested in your heart motive behind those things and the condition of your heart. God looks at your heart and he can see the Pharisee is a sinner like everybody else. But sadly, the Pharisee can't see it for himself because he's so self-righteous and so extremely religious. The Pharisee came to boast before God. But the funny thing is, Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, verse 16 to 18, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, aka the Pharisees, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people would admire them for fasting. I tell you the truth, and that is the only reward you will ever get But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you're doing in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. It's not something we need to boast about. God sees the heart condition and the motive behind everything. And our hearts are made to worship God. Our life should be to worship God. And we can find satisfaction when our heart is full of love and adoration towards God. But the thing is, the enemy wants to come and fill our hearts with other things. And those things can turn into um, idolatry. We can love money. We can love power, possessions, relationships. And there's no room for God in our hearts. It's It's so full of other things. Or other times, like this Pharisee, we can turn inwards and look at ourselves and our hearts can grow full of pride and self-accomplishment or self-righteousness. And there's no room for God in our hearts there either. And that is how the Pharisee was living. When we pray, it's about bringing glory and honor to God. We seek forgiveness. We ask for help on how to love people better. The Pharisee did the complete opposite, giving glory to himself and using prayer to compare himself to others and look down to others. His heart was full of pride and sin. And the Pharisee could not see his own sin in his heart. He, he was conceited and proud before God. And we look to the tax collector. The tax collector, it says that he stood at a distance, separated, neglected, and alone. And he would have heard the prayer of the Pharisee and how he was talking about him and how he was comparing himself to him. The tax collector would have probably felt humiliation and embarrassment about the way he was living his life. And it says that he dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. He couldn't even bring himself to look up for he felt so unworthy to even look look up to God. It says, instead he beat his chest in sorrow saying, God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. The tax collector is an example of humility. He knows he's a sinner and he asks God for the only thing he can, which is mercy. He asks God, give me compassion and forgiveness that only comes from you. And he, he was beating his chest as a sign of sorrow, as a sign of mourning and as a sign of repentance that he needs God. The tax collector can only see his sin, but he came humbly before God, knowing that God will give him mercy and love. And we all fall short of God, of, of um, the standard that God puts before us. And it says in Romans 3 verse 23, For everyone has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And, you know, sometimes we might have a natural tendency to love sin and to, and to not love God or to love others and, I mean, to not love others to love ourselves and not love others. And it doesn't matter who we are or what we've accomplished in life. We can never remove the problem of sin ourselves. We can never leave it alone. We can't just ignore it or hide it or try to cover it up like like the Pharisee did. The only thing that can remove the power of sin from our lives is 
through Jesus on the cross. And his death is where we get to receive forgiveness for all of our sins. And we believe that through his resurrection, we have hope for eternity and we have hope for the future. And through the spirit that God puts in us, we get to love others and we can love others. And Jesus follows on in this verse, um, in verse 14, by saying, I tell you, this sinner, not so the tax collector, this sinner, the tax collector, not the Pharisee, return home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And I love the way that the Amplified um, Version says this. It says this, I tell you, this man went home justified, and that says, forgiven of all the guilt and sin, and placed in right standing with God, rather than the other man. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he, but he who humbles himself forsaking self-righteous pride will be exalted. And for us, we need to examine our hearts. We need to see that there is sin in our hearts. Um, not so that we live our lives in embarrassment or shame, but so we can see our need for God. We need to come to him asking for forgiveness so we can live right with him. And only the tax collector went home justified. Only the tax collector was forgiven of his sin. Only the tax collector was made right with God, not the Pharisee. The Pharisee sadly left the same as he came. He left religious, he left self-righteous, and he left still being hypocritical. He didn't love others and he couldn't see his own sin. He was so focused on himself that nothing else mattered. And sometimes we can have similar characteristics um, as, as the Pharisee. We can sometimes maybe think, Oh, I'm so much better than this person because I know more of the Bible or I'm so much better than this person because I definitely do um, give my 10% of, of my income to God. And sometimes we do all those, uh, we just do all those things and we just think, I'm so much better than them. My voice sounds better in worship than Eric is, which doesn't, by the way, that was just a joke. I was just kidding. But sometimes we think, wow, they sound really bad and I sound so good. But we're just being like this, this Pharisee who has nothing good to say about anyone else. And so there's also things that I've heard I'm so much more mature than others. And that, is, that just bothers me because you're saying, I'm a Pharisee. I, I don't need to do anything else because I'm already perfect the way I am. But we, we're never too mature to learn the goodness of God. We're never too mature to come back to God and be humble before him and say, God, we actually need you. So we can't be both humble and self-exalting at the same time. Um, and so we need to come to God humbly seeking his mercy. And it says, you will find it. Sin, your sins will be wiped away and your unrighteousness will be forgiven. So let's not live our lives and pray like the Pharisee, seeking self-righteousness with pride, religiousness, hypocritical eyes. Let's not be self-exalting or regarding ourselves higher than others. Let's pray like the tax collector with humility before God, realizing our need for him. Only he can forgive our sins. Only he can give us mercy and only God can make us right before him. So I, I just want to pray before we finish. And then we will, um, if anyone um, doesn't know God personally, we're going to also do a salvation prayer. So first of all, I'm just going to pray. So I encourage you to just bow your heads and I'm just going to pray over us. So God, I thank you for who you are in our life. I thank you for your word and for teaching us um, in this parable how to pray humbly and how to come before you in a way that's not self-exalting. God, I ask that you teach us how to see the sin that's in our hearts. And I ask that you forgive us of every sin um, that we have in our life right now, Lord. Um, and we believe that through the power of Jesus' death and resurrection that we will be forgiven and made right with you. And I thank you, God, for teaching us how to love people more and more. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Awesome. And then before we jump into our Bible study, we're going to just, if anyone wants to give their life to Jesus tonight, which is an awesome decision, we're going to pray this prayer all together. And it, it might be personal for you. I'm not going to ask you to stand up and stand next to me and hold my hand while we pray. But if you, if in all seriousness, you are praying this prayer for the first time and you mean it in your heart, come and talk to myself or Pastor Josh after, and we want to help you get um, started on your um, journey with God. So let's all pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Woohoo!